welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I am here with Tyler Bowe. Good morning. Tyler's daughter is here. How old is she now? She's seven months. Seven months sleeping. Yeah. You already put her to sleep, dude. Nice work with your act. Uh, she's, <laughs> she's adorable. Good for you, Tyler. And as well as uh, the MMA Encyclopedia, CB Gold. How are you, man? Bom dia. What, what is that? That's uh, good morning in Portuguese. Oh, nice. All right. So I haven't you, woken up yet. I'm you're creepy in two languages. Okay, listen, people. Uh, <laughs> Shalom. Do you, the three. Do you feel like you need to make some changes in your life? Wake up and take back control. Download Decipher Life. Available on iTunes, Amazon, or Google Play. It's an audiobook narrated by Decipher's chief executive manager and head sports agent, Daniel Martinez. Expect honesty and some slightly colorful language. He shares his life obstacles firsthand and uncensored. Hear how a willingness to change and adapt with life can help unlock unique, your hidden potential and pave the way for new opportunities. Listen, Decipher Life is also formatted to fit any busy schedule. Each chapter is 5 to 12 minutes in length and individually recorded as a single track. Listen on the way to work, on a lunch break, wherever you go, before bed, Check it out, okay? I'm telling you, I only endorse products that I know have worked for myself and other people. It worked for Bubba Jenkins, okay? Bubba's won his last five out of six fights, okay? It's worked for you, CB. Uh, He's even weirder, a force decipher. Listen, people, it's good listening, and it could help everyone. I know uh, this guy, uh, Daniel Martinez, is a great guy, knows his shit, Check it out. Download Decipher Life on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, directly from their website at decipher.com. That's di-cipher.com. Also, if you need help with life coaching, uh, personal coaching, uh, contract negotiations, check them out. Uh, call them at 1-888-731-COACH. It's 1-888-731-2622. Use Roasted for 10% off. Also, tip a fighter. Listen, fighters are underpaid. It's nonsense, okay? How many times you talk to fighters, they have to work two, three jobs while fighting? Can you imagine if a baseball player had to work as a bouncer at night uh, or when he's not working or he had a, uh, a professional uh, football player, had to be an Uber driver? Well, listen, fighters are screwed when it comes to money, and we could help. So you go to tipafighter.com at tipafighter.com, and you could tip fighters directly you tip your waitress you tip a stripper i get tipped you tip to all kinds of people why not tip fighters tipafighter.com a bunch of invicta fighters are on it uh coming up one of them is shannon sin uh kevin lee had a great performance last week against efren escudero tip that guy pip uh, patrice pitbull fought last week right yep uh he won by uh flying guillotine flying guillotine that deserves a tip to me my, my, my opinion tip that dude let's check it out Anyway, uh, what's going on? I just got back from Vegas. I was there. I was, I was hosting a new game show uh, with Rick Harrison from Pawn Stars. Uh, he, was, he produces the show. Went really well. I, I, I love hosting game shows. I, it's like, it's a perfect show for me. Yeah. Uh, I really hope it gets picked up. We shot the pilot. And um, yeah, that was good. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, People on Oxygen. It's, uh, I have a big part on Living with Funny. Make sure you tune in. It's a really, really funny episode, uh, Living with Funny. And then, Tyler, you're on in, in three weeks. Yeah? Uh, yes, you, me and you yeah. um, are on Living with Funny as well. I, I think CB's in the crowd on one of the... I'm in the crowd. Oh, I'm getting oh, roasted. Yes. Uh, so definitely check that out, uh, Living with Funny on Oxygen. Uh, what's been going on? I, I went to the fight Saturday night. That was that was pretty damn cool. Um, I, I, I enjoyed it. I had a really good time. I took Bree. 
My new girlfriend. Uh, How's that going, man? It's going really well. It's going really well. She she's super sweet, uh, fun. She's nice. Actually, when I was shooting all day, I came back. She went and bought probably all these new clothes. How how cool is that from what Vegas? A, that's, that's that's what whoa. you gotta have, man. You, yeah, a girl keeping you in in like good fashion. Yeah, That's seriously. The hookup right there. Oh my god! I was like, I was looking at the price tags. I'm like, you can return this. No, no, no. I mean, uh, it, it was great. I'm actually, I'm really feeling this chick, and um, she's 25, uh, which is cool. She's teaching me things about about Spotify and like cool music that I don't know. She's uh, she's a great girl. She's fun. It's it's easy, and uh, it's it's good. It's really really good. How are you doing? What's going on with you, Tyler? Uh, I'm good, man. Good weekend. I did uh, a couple spots at the Haha, ha, and uh, CB came through and 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 came to a show with his girl. Uh, I did Saturday night. I did a show out in Camarillo for a cancer benefit uh, for a, um, an organization called Cancer. Nice. Uh, it was a fun little show, and uh, yeah, man, just stoked to be back in the studio. And you? Uh, just enjoyed the fights over the weekend. Went and saw barbershop after the fights ended on Saturday. How was that? It was it was entertaining. Nice. I mean, I, I always like those kind of movies. but um, And then last night I went out uh, with the family for my dad's 65th birthday, which was yesterday. Nice. And uh, my girl met my sister. My sister approves. So Oh, there we go. It's really, really like I must have made the right decision because if my sister approves, she's the toughest member of the family. There you go. And yeah, so... I tell you about cancer. You know, I used to, for like three years, I, I was a vi- head volunteer at, or one of the head volunteers at the Ronald McDonald House for mm-hmm. kids who had cancer, you know, and every, every Monday we would go and like play games with the kids or, you know, teach them, I taught them comedy or I would take them to MTV or whatever. But I was always, I would bring girls with me sometimes because it's like, because <laughs> sometimes I, I would meet girls at this club I was working. I wanted to show that I'm like a nice person and like, <laughs> look, you know, look how charitable I am. All that, but also the, the, you know, it also that the girls liked it and it was cool and the kids, but it was funny. Like I brought my ex-girlfriend one time, uh, Mia, who I dated for a while mm-hmm. and I bring her and this little girl, Brie, I remember her name. She goes, this little like six year old was like, Adam brings a new girl her every week. <laughs> And then Mia was like, she "I sold you out." I was like, "You little snitch, right?" <laughs> and then Mia was like, "I bet he does." And I was like, "Oh, you little bastard!" Uh, you know, it was like, uh, "Yeah, he's like, damn, you know, fuck." Kids say the darndest things. Oh, right? yeah, no, these, these these kids were were awesome. Uh, it was I learned a lot about myself actually. I learned a lot about a lot of things and uh, learned a lot about just how you know. Uh, I don't know. You, just, you just saw. I mean, the Ronald McDonald House is a great thing. You know, it's mm-hmm. basically if people don't know, it's like a lot of times these kids. You know, it takes when when you have these families that go to. You know, New York has some of the best hospitals in the world, and in order to stay there, it just take it costs tons of money to stay at these hotels. Where the Ronald McDonald House, they they put people up for very you know low income, you know very very cheap, and it's a really really cool thing what they do. And uh, I uh, miss doing that. You know, but that was uh, that was fun. So, uh, the fights. Let's talk about the fights that happened. Um, the John Jones fight. My thoughts on this one. Uh, OSP is a very awkward fighter. Uh, a very hard to look good against. You know, he's strong. He's hard to put away. Hard to knock out. I don't think he's ever been even been hurt in a fight as far as, like, knocked out. He's been submitted. And John Jones has this thing where he wants to beat you at his own game. At, at your own game. And uh, it's hard to do. It's hard to do with OSP because I think Johns could have ended the fight way earlier if he would was just you know did the game plan that like a Bader use or even like Glover just take him down and submit him. But John wanted to prove that he can strike with him. 
I didn't think John looked that bad. Uh, OSP, I thought, gave up at, at, at round four. I think he realized, I'm not winning this. He mentally broke, especially when John just picked him up and carried him around the, the octagon. He oh, also wasn't... physically broke. I, re- yeah. I read that he broke his arm. He, he broke from, his arm? From blocking broke kicks, or was arm. that from a takedown? Okay, that makes sense. No, he, he took a kick. Yeah. It, was either, it was either late third, early fourth, and he fought the last two rounds with a broken arm. Okay. Uh, very tough guy, OSP. But I think that... um. You know, it's weird. It's a weird, it's a weird phenomenon, John Jones, because when he came out, people were cheering, and it was as if you know the hero came. But as soon as the first second round started, everyone started booing. And then in the fourth round, when he was kind of doing some ground and pound, everyone was cheering again. Then in the fifth round, they were booing. People, they don't know how to. And not me, but I'm saying the people around me. People don't know how to feel about John Jones because, you know, he's so talented. You're cheering his talent. He's the best fighter in the world. Possibly of all time. Uh, however, okay, and you could say Demetrius Johnson is, maybe he is, but I, think, I would say level of opposition. John Jones has much tougher fighters that he's going up against than Demetrius Johnson. Not to downplay Johnson's opponents, but I just think there's more guys that are that weight that are bigger. Um, at the same time, you know, it, it's hard to cheer for a guy, in my personal opinion. It was hard for me to cheer for a guy who, you know... <laughs> hits a pregnant girl with his car and flees the scene of an accident, comes back, to, gets his money and drugs, whatever he took, and then leaves. It's hard for to, to really get behind a guy like that. Um, and then I'm like, well, I'm cheering for his talent. Oh, so maybe I should cheer for... But then I'm like, well, what about O.J. Simpson? What if he, he's a talented football player, yeah. do I, but he didn't, he didn't murder anybody, but John Jones could have very well... He didn't intentionally murder somebody like O.J. did, so I'm not going to make that comparison between O.J. Simpson and John Jones. However, character-wise... It does not seem like John Jones has a lot of character. Uh, he He's a great fighter. He's a gifted fighter. He's a blessed fighter. He works very hard in the gym. Uh, he's extremely talented. But as far as, um, you know, straight, you know, uh, it's just hard to get behind a guy like that, CB, right? You know, I wanted him to pull it off. I, I was 50-50 about it because seeing OSP do well would be cool. I've been watching him for a long time. Um but with Jones, you know, as soon as they didn't even start the pay-per-view, they started the fight pass prelims. And one of the first thing Mike Goldberg said was, if Jones beats beats OSP tonight, he gets DC at 200. So the entire night, you're like, all right, well, that's the fight we were all waiting for. That's the fight we want. In terms of his character, and I understand what you're saying about OJ, I take the same kind of shit for being a Chris Benoit fan. And I know that's not a name that people like to hear, but I respect his wrestling acumen and his work ethic. Do I respect what he did outside of the ring? No. There's, I don't think there's anybody on this planet other than maybe Charles Manson that would respect what he did outside of the ring. But as a worker, the guy was good. John Jones as a worker, as a fighter, unbelievably talented up in the greatest of all time conversation and hasn't even been in the sport that long. He's still got a lot of time. So, you know, you want to root for the guy. But you're still a fan of Chris Benoit? I'm a f- I, it's, you can't really be a fan of a guy when he's dead okay. anymore. But when, when he was wrestling and when I... Yeah, but yeah, before I he murdered his whole family, you were a fan. I was a fan too, but after yeah, that happens, you're no longer a it fan. T- it takes it away. And, you know, John talks about, you know, I'm sober and I'm doing the right things. And I'm a big John Jones fan. But at the same time, it's like, okay, you won. You did decent. You had a year of ring rust. You had a lot on your mind. You did well against OSP. You didn't finish him, but you did well enough. You got all five rounds. And then you're going to walk out and flip DC off and, and start that whole thing. And it's like, yeah, I understand the buildup for the fight, but 
like I've said before, for a lot of them, there's no reason that the buildup is necessary. It's just crazy that like DC's face was on the monitor and people were booing. And I, it just, to me, as a human being, I, I'm baffled as to why you would boo a guy who is an Olympian, uh, who is a role model, who's the captain of his team, who everybody who has contact, come in contact with likes. You know, Daniel Cormier has just, he has that, he, from what he's been through with, with, with losing a child and then, you know, just all the stuff he's been through. And he pulls out of a fight against the greatest fighter in the world because of his knee or whatever he was, a legitimate injury, and people are going to boo him, yet they cheer a guy who time and time again, uh, you know, okay, first it was the drunk driving incident. Okay, people drunk drive, that's still not great. If I had lost a family member to drunk driving, I would, you know, it's it's a shitty thing to do. The hookers okay? in the back didn't help uh, But there weren't hookers, but the two girls in the back. Okay, fine. <laughs> then it was testing positive for cocaine. People have drug problems. Okay, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, lambast a guy for drug problems it happens okay however and then with the hit and run thing that was a little bit too much then with telling calling the cop a pig after all that and then but yet people i mean what does he have to do to have people go you know what this is just not my guy anymore um it, i guess he's that talented and I, that's the way it is i mean floyd mayweather you know goes to jail for beating a woman and it's not the first time this shit's happened, yet no. he's, his boxing skills make him revered. Look, I'm not saying everyone has to be perfect, everyone has to be perfect but at the same time, it just baffles you when people would boo DC and cheer John Jones. There's a lot of fans that don't make sense. There's a lot of fans that in the midst of great fights have booed because they feel like there's not enough action. And, and I, I think uh, generally MMA fans are great fans because they're, a lot of them are educated and they respect the sport and they've been following the sport for a long time. But there's also a bunch of yahoos out there that are just like, punch him in the face. So that's whatever. But like, but it wasn't it to, three yahoos. It was no, no, the entire crowd I, it, that pretty much except for a handful of some people. I think My they feelings, want to finish. Well, you talked about this before. My feelings in John Jones, I respect his talent. I can't deny the fact that he's such an amazing fighter. I think he's made a lot of poor decisions outside the cage. I don't hate the guy. Uh, but I don't, I'm not going to root for him. And when he gets matched up with DC, I would love to see DC get in there, mop him up, pick him up, dump him on his head and, and get the win. And I you would know, love to see that. and DC said afterwards, he beats that version of John Jones. And I think he does beat that version of John Jones. There was ring rust. John Jones did look tired at round three, but he hesitant. He wasn't pulling the trigger a lot, but I, I also understand because OSP's a heavy hitter, and he kept saying that, but he's also dangerous in a lot of places because OSP, is, he's submitted guys in a, in a number of fashions, and now I don't think he's necessarily going to outclass uh, Jones on the ground, but he does threaten because he's, he's, he's knocked guys out. He has, he's got like a Von Flew choke, and he's done, you know, he's done uh, all, all kinds of different finishes, so he's dangerous in a lot of places. Yeah, there definitely was, though. A, a, after the fight... OSP was like, you know, I did pretty well for myself, and and like, you know, he was saying, I, you know, I'm I'm, I'm proud of my performance, and his stock raised for sure. Yeah, but you lost fifty fight. to forty five, even fifty to forty four. If I was OSP, you know, a lot of people had money on OSP. I, it wasn't a performance that I was that I would personally, if I was OSP, I would expect more of myself. I think I think that John Jones was not the best John Jones we've seen. I think OSP was throwing a couple of punches around. Uh, it was weird, awkward punches. He was almost like 
punching his fists in some of the ways. Yeah. He didn't go for any kind of a takedown. He was content with losing every single round and possibly landing a big punch. And then in round four and five, he couldn't even throw a big punch. He couldn't even keep his hands up. It wasn't a performance that I really thought raised his stock. It was not the Gustafson, John Jones performance we've seen. I, 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 I thought that... A lot of guys look better against John. I thought Glover oh, looked better against John Jones. Uh, of course. You know, Cormier won two rounds against John Jones. I don't know. I think that OSP going into that fight had the thing of, I just want to last and I want to not embarrass myself, but I don't necessarily want to win. Or I want to win. It would be nice to win, but I don't think I'm going to win. Well, I, I think that was probably his mentality was, I mean, and, and you hate to think that of a guy because he's a, he's a high level athlete, but I think he came in short notice and he probably was thinking, let me survive this fight. Can I win? Maybe if I catch him with a punch, maybe, uh, you know, if, if things go well, but, but let me survive this fight. And, and actually after the fact, like I said, finding out that he did break his arm, the fact that he hung in there for all five yeah, rounds absolutely. and didn't quit. And that says a lot to me, but yeah, I mean, I think even on a full camp, was he going to beat John Jones? Probably not, but um, you know, I mean, I gotta respect the guy's uh, toughness and his and his you know his ability to go in there and not quit. Absolutely, if it was a tough man competition, he would have won. And if yeah. it, if it was a you know a gang initiation, he he survived the <laughs> gang initiation. However, as far as winning the fight, and I, I I had a parlay on, I had a fifty bucks on OSP and Henry Cejudo, and uh, to win like two grand to win a thousand. And you know after, but I did cover it. I, I bet on Carla Esparza to win. 50, so I only lost 25 bucks. That's my new thing. I, I, I go one crazy. And a safe. And, I, and, a, and a safe. That's my new. Yeah, because you did that with Leslie Smith. At, I did that at, with uh, Leslie. So far, it's easier to bet the girls for some reason than the guys. Uh, let's talk about But um, the Henry Cejudo fight, that was shocking. I, I was pissed. Uh, my thoughts on this one. You know, Demetrius Johnson looked amazing. Uh, looked better than he's ever looked. Uh, Henry Cejudo uh, has never been hurt like that before. He's never really been tested as far, and he found out that it's not a wrestling match. It seemed like, uh, you know, he didn't, I don't know what the fuck happened there. I, uh, I yeah. think he got, I think he got overwhelmed. He took a couple of body shots and it just, it, it was so fast. I think it, he just like didn't even know what hit him. And DJ is the kind of guy that he's quick He's going to capitalize when he gets guys hurt, and that's absolutely what he did. Uh, and I, I wasn't shocked. I mean, I thought Suhuda's a tough dude. I thought it would go longer, but it was. Sh- I was shocked. This guy's an Olympic gold medalist. This guy. I mean, you know how hard it is to win the Olympic gold medal in anything in darts. It's hard. Okay. <laughs> so does that mean Bubba's right that he got an easy route? No, to the gold? <laughs> uh, I don't know what it means. I, it means that Demetrius Johnson is just a beast of a man. And who would have thought though that? People would be cheering Demetrius Johnson and booing John Jones uh, in their performances in a co-made event. I mean, if you were to think, who's going to have the boring fight and who's going to wow everyone? Well, you know, Demetrius, number one, he does have entertaining fights. And I'm putting my bias aside, people, so this, this is me at the best, at the most honest. Demetrius has exciting fights. You know, some of them leading up to whatever the finish is, like Horiguchi with one second left in the fight finishing him. I think people have this like this stigma that the flyweights are not entertaining. And this goes back to when they first came in and people are booing them and whatever. But I think with this fight, there was two sides of it. I think, number one, Demetrius is in a world of his own. 
People are talking about, you know, who does he fight next? To be honest with you, he's cleaned out the division. Benavidez could get a third shot. It's a tough sell. On the other side of things, Cejudo, there was so much hype. This guy's wrestling. He's going to bring something different to the table. He got the clinch. He got the takedown. Demetrius was up within five seconds. He got hit with the knee. I'm like, this dude's done. I can already tell. And that was before he, like, crippled over and whatever. Cejudo, it was a lot of hype. I got a lot of respect for the guy. But it was a lot of hype. And I think it was that's not a I lot was. of hype. It was one fight he lost against the best fighter in the world. People say pound for pound. And he never, he's, he's something he needs to work on. We don't know how good Cejudo can be or can be. This is only his, he's had nine fights or what is it? Ten. I mean, he hasn't not really, uh, you don't know. He, he said it was a humbling experience. I mean, Demetrius Johnson's lost two fights before. Uh, that he we're just, at 135, though. Okay, and that's the thing, is does DJ go to 135? I don't think... I know people are saying they want to see him at 135 to test his skills. I still think uh, number three, John Dotson fight would be good. Um, don't forget, this is the same to Johnson that creepy beat, I thought. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, he has clear division, but I, I still want to see John Dotson get the thing. I love John Dotson. I thought the first one was a very close fight. He had yeah. DJ hurt. But who knows? Look, I mean, let's say 135, uh, you know, Dominic Cruz beats Uriah Faber, which is, you know, a lot of people are thinking that's going to happen. So then he has to go, I think, TJ again. And then... And, and and then where? Then then do we go to Aljamain if Aljamain beats Caraway, or, or do we go to Caraway if Caraway beats Aljamain? And then there's that dude from Brazil, uh, that crazy Th- Thomas, Thomas Almeida, Almeida who's a a monster. Can DJ hang with those guys? Yeah, speed kills. I would say he's faster than all of them. Maybe Cruz, Cruz has him. Rematch. You know, it, it rematch. I don't know. I I still think maybe I don't know if he should go to 135 or not. The good news is if he goes to 35 and loses. Because it hurt his credibility. It's, yeah, it's not that big of a shot at him. And so, in terms of Cejudo, I'm saying right now it was hype only because his road to the title was somewhat easy. It his was His biggest test was Formiga. Other than that, Chico Camus, Dustin Kimura, Chris Carriasso, fucking Demetrius has fought Benavides twice, Dodson twice, Moraga, all these guys. There are, there's a lot better upper echelon guys that Cejudo should have fought to get there. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, if Demetrius goes up, the thing that bothers me about him going up was when TJ was champ, DJ said, I'll go fight TJ, but I want $2 million. I'm like, you're not going to sell $2 million. So that's a, tough, that's a tough sell on its own. Can he go up and do well? Yeah, I think he can. I think there's a lot of fun fights at him at 135. And, yeah, there's the, the Dodson and the Benavidez one more. I think that's all he has left at 125. They're, this this whole Ultimate Fighter thing is is they're really gonna do a six uh, six weeks in the house, and all of a sudden you're gonna have a no. They're canceling there. that. I know that never happened. That's not gonna well. They happen. canceled the tryouts, but they're still figuring out the logistics of it. I think if you get a guy fresh off the Ultimate Fighter, it's gonna be just a murder. Of course, yeah. Well, uh, so this win puts DJ at eight title defenses, right? Yeah, he's shooting so, for Anderson, and nine will give him the record or tie the record. Nine, I think, is tying the record. I feel like there's this weird, there's this weird phenomenon in MMA with fans. It's like whenever someone's dominant at a weight class, fans always want to say, "Oh, well, what if he went up?" Like it's like when GSP and everybody wants to see him fight. And I understand like fun matchups and super fights and stuff like that, but like I feel like it's this like bittersweet thing. Like we want to see these guys because we think they're invincible. We want to see him jump up a weight class, and then they do, and then they don't look as good. And then guys will be like, "Oh, well, he shouldn't." Uh... I mean, it's like when when Bendo went up. 
uh, to fight welterweight, you know, and you and all of a sudden you go, okay, this guy's a badass, but he maybe he shouldn't be fighting these bigger guys. We'll talk about that in a, uh, a little bit. We'll talk about that Bellator well, fight. Well, it's like that the same thing with Connor, though. I'm just saying, let, let DJ about... let DJ stay where he is. Let him break that record and let him be the king of the flyweights. I agree. I don't think that guys. I understand testing yourself. I think that John Dodson is a test. I think that uh, you know I, I don't think he needs to go to 135 to prove himself. I you know at the same time. Uh, would I watch it? Absolutely. No, it's so, fun, absolutely. But plus, I think Dodson was a little mental the week of last fight, just because you know he gets to to Vegas to get ready for the f- for weigh-ins. Oh and yeah, 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 yeah. And then, well, I'm having a baby. Oh shit! And then you got to leave again tw- twelve hours after your wife has a. Ba- That'll fuck you up. I, to- I think so. Dodson says it didn't fuck him up, but yeah, Dodson, I I do believe he was that better in the first fight. Okay. The Anthony Pettis fight. Uh, that was a fight that, look, you know, Anthony Pettis, I'm watching that fight, and uh, I'm an Anthony Pettis fan. I like Pettis. I just, he's not, something, he's lost a step. I don't know what exactly happened. This is the third fight he lost in a row. Granted, uh, he's lost to Dos Anjos. He's lost to Eddie Alvarez. And now he's lost to Barbosa. Three yeah. fucking monsters. Yeah. Uh, however... This is not the Anthony Pettis we saw in the WEC. He wasn't fighting those same guys, but there, there is something missing with Anthony Pettis. I, I think maybe the injuries, the legs, uh, something that's happened, and, and it sucks because I'm a you know you want to see guys in their peak, and he's still gonna beat ninety nine percent of the guys in the weight class. He's gonna beat or ninety five percent. It's just those upper, upper echelon guys, those, those top three guys that he just seems, and personally, I think Dos Anjos took his soul, as they say, uh, because he has not been the same since that, that beating. And it was a beating. It wasn't a, a loss. It was a beating. And certain guys, when they take a beating like that, they're just never the same. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I saw some highlights and stuff like that. I was uh, on stage. I think I didn't catch the Pettis fight. Uh, I was reading the play by play. It sounds like his, you know, he was getting beat up with, with the leg kicks and stuff like that. But I also feel like Barboza. He's been on a, a good uh, little run, I think. But Barboza's had some ups and downs. Like you don't always know who's going to show up there. But yeah, man, Pettis has had a tough road recently. Uh, so I don't know where he goes from here. Like, who do you? He also had Greg Jackson in his corner, and I, was, I believe for the first time, and. You know, when you do your camp at Rufus Sport your entire career, and then you bring in Greg Jackson the last three weeks of your, to, to kind of game plan, I don't think that's a really good strategy. I know it worked for GSP, and I know it's worked for some other guys, but there's something I think, uh, it's an insecurity thing where you're like, man, let me bring somebody in for the last three weeks to strategize. I mean, he pretty much runs Rufus Sport, if I'm not correct, and then you bring in Greg Jackson, uh, he went for the takedowns, and he was landing some great shots. It just seemed like he was getting beat to the punch, beat to the kick, and it's, I don't know. I, I don't want to see Pettis fall into gatekeeper's category because I just don't want to see that. Yeah. Uh, CB? I think, number one, I, I was hearing that uh, backstage, Greg and Duke were having a little bit of a uh, squabble in terms of that. And he also had uh, Izzy Martinez in his corner, which is the Jackson wrestling coach. Um, but I think there's there's a, there's a big question with this Pettis-Edson, and it could be an and or an or statement afterwards. Was Anthony Pettis spooked by RDA and Eddie, and is he gun-shy now? And or 
is Edson Barbosa finally stepping up to main main event competition and sh- and holding his own. Yeah. I'm going with number 1 of course. I think RDA just took the soul from Pettis. He he he's not the same. he was throwing wild kicks and doing all this stuff before and now you're like well, you didn't throw like barely anything. He was the one bruised up. But Edson Edson's a tough kid. We all we all said last week it's a one-way street. Pettis is going to destroy him and I'm watching the fight going. Yeah, but Pettis was doing some cool, weird flip kicks at the end. I mean, he was having fun in there, and you know, it just—I just—it was—it was hard to watch. But Barboza looked amazing. The hardest thing to watch was my boy Touchy Feely, because yeah. I, I went out and party with that dude. He's a cool guy. He's been on the show a bunch of times, and he was—I would say he was handling him. He was handling himself. He was getting he lost the first round, but he was sort of going neck. He was doing well. Against, uh, what's that? Yair Rodriguez. He landed some, which I thought was a flying knee at first from where I was sitting. And then that's why I, I uh, tweeted that the flying knee was so good that uh, Connor retired again. Uh, but I also had a good one, by the way. I said that uh, Pettis' leg is so black. It got kicked out of a Trump rally. Uh, <laughs> I was excited about that tweet. But, man, that was just hard to watch. He just got murked. I mean, just dropped, and Touchy Feely is a good fucking fighter. But Yair Rodriguez is a, a hard guy to train for. He does so many weird movements in there. <laughs> yeah. Just, and how do you get a guy to emulate what that guy's doing? Brian Ebersole. Br- yeah, you bring in or, Brian uh, Ebersole. Or Alan Jobon. Br- Alan Jobon does, is, is, a very, is a, way more conventional than what, he still yeah, throws right. the cartwheel kicks and stuff like that. But, you know, Andre Feely's a 50-50 in the UFC right now. It's win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. Yeah. Um, I know but he I, keeps getting caught with these strange things, like the yeah. flying guillotines and now was, uh, yeah. a, a flying a switch kick. And then he lost, uh, and he was winning that one fight against uh, uh, Max Holloway and got caught in the third. But, yeah. Touchy Feely, I mean, he's young. He's 22, 20. He's a young kid. He's got a bright future. I don't think he's going to get cut. He was looking no. okay. Yeah. But damn, Yair Rodriguez looked fucking amazing. What's crazy, though, is like, because uh, the, the first he threw a, a jumping attack and Feely caught his leg right. And he kind of yeah. like, and he kind of not slammed him, but he, he caught him midair and he like kind of fell on his back. And then he did like a, a spinning elbow to get up, which was very kind of like crazy. And he landed with it. But and then when he caught him with that jumping roundhouse, it was just like holy crap, flying ninja shit. Um, but that's a guy for me where I I want to I'll, I'll keep an eye on him and watch. You know, he he looked really talented. Oh really? You'll keep an eye on him? Well, no, I just mean I'm not gonna I'm it not gonna like go me. off and say yeah. like oh my god, this dude's you know the greatest fighter ever. No. Uh, but uh, you know, like he's definitely a dude to watch for sure because you you. I want to see consistency. You go, okay, was that a was that a crazy kick and he caught him, or is this the kind of stuff that he's going to continually do throughout fights and land with you know frequency? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I you know, and, and think about Touchy Feely. He's got really good wrestling, and he didn't see and he goes training team alpha male, and we saw none of the wrestling. Uh, we saw none of his, and it seems like I want to see this guy. You know, what he's going to do against a guy who's going to grind him out and make it an ugly fight, a Clay Guida-type fighter who's not, I mean, Guida in his prime-type fighter, not not Clay Guida now. Uh, running man. But, you know, but back when Clay Guida, you, when Clay Guida beat Anthony Pettis, don't forget, Clay Guida has wins over Dos Anjos and Pettis. Yep. Uh, he, back, that style 
while it may not be the most prettiest and people might hate it, it's effective. And uh, that's where I'll go to my next fight was Carla Esparza. I know people were angry. They were booing. Twitter was pissed off. They said she was boring. Look, when you take a shellacking like she did to Joanna Janjuncek, uh, and the same thing goes for Kevin Lee, when you get knocked out by a dude, sometimes you just need that W. Actually, all the time. You need that W when you come back. And it doesn't matter how ugly it is or how boring it is. You got to get that W. And that's what Carla Esparza did. She used her wrestling. She held her down. She didn't really use the most effective ground and pound and everything else. But she got the win. And that's important for a fighter. That's it. That's the most important thing for a fighter. I know some of you fans are like, oh, this is fucking bull. You try going in there and getting fucking murked by Joanna Junjuncek and then all of a sudden go in there and put another fucking exciting that's how people get knocked out twice or knocked out three times in a row they just you gotta get that win and sometimes you gotta win ugly (laughs) yeah I mean I totally agree I think she she went back to what she knows which is her wrestling and she used it and it wasn't a super exciting fight but you know she got in there like you said and she got Maybe this is what she needed was just a, a, a win, get back in the win column, get her confidence back a little bit, and then maybe get back to maybe her next fight's going to be a little bit more exciting, a little bit more flashy. But, you know, she got in there and she got it done against a tough girl. Yeah. She was out 13 months. That's, that's one of the things. People don't pay attention to this kind of stuff. They're like, oh, you she do. didn't do it. Oh, of course I do. <laughs> Go on. She was out 13 months. So, and like you said, getting fucking destroyed by Joanna, that's going to do it to you. Plus the fact, if you watch the fight, Carla's a wrestler. Juliana Lima is more of a jiu-jitsu player. And a lot of, I forgot which round it was, but a lot of them, uh, a lot of that round, Juliana Lima had the overhook on the arm and she was hunting for submissions. So you offer back. You can't just expect Carla to get into her guard and start throwing crazy haymakers as ground and pound and not expect to get triangled or whatever it is. Yeah, she might have played it safe, but she needed the W. She went out there. She did what she does. And I had this conversation with somebody else. You know, she works on her striking. She'd be the whole package. But in my opinion, playing the cookie monster game, Carla looked good, and she got the W. That's it. And, and I was worried about her because I heard she ballooned up eating a lot of cookies after her last fight. And I was, I actually was like, fuck, I hope her weight cut it doesn't, you know, you, you hear about sometimes these people gaining 30 pounds and it's fucking up their camp. But I, I texted Creepy. I said, how, how does she look? She said, she looks fucking awesome. I texted Ashley. How does Carla look? She's like, awesome. I'm like, all right, 50 bucks, bang. I heard, uh, I heard she gets three cookies to show, three cookies to win, <laughs> and then a cookie from Reebok. Exactly. Uh, it was funny, though. I was, I, was, I was with Brie watching the fights and she, I was explaining to her, like, she's like, she didn't realize... She's like, oh, she thought like you could lose a round by tapping, but then the round starts over in the second. And I was trying to, I was trying to tell her like, no, well, once you tap, it's over. And she, she didn't understand why the fight was stopped. Like, I'm like, well, if you're not intelligent defending yourself, it's funny taking someone who, who never saw MMA live or really watched it, having yeah. to explain the rules to her, to them. You know, I'm doing the same thing right now with mine. With Just your trying girl? to teach her stuff, and we're going to our first fight. It'll be Invicta. Nice. She asked a lot of good questions. So uh, it's exciting, though. You get to spread your knowledge and, oh, and yeah, no, introduce them to your world. It was hard, but the, the last girl, uh, we were on a date, um, the last girlfriend, the girl, somebody taps and she goes, who won? I was <laughs> like, uh, the ref, the, the, <laughs> the, the, the referee won. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was fun. I, I think I'm going to go back to the boxing, uh, boxing, even though I have a torn ACL, they told me I shouldn't pivot on my leg. 
I fucking miss hitting shit. And uh, I think I might just put a brace on and go back. What do you think? Good idea? No. <laughs> <laughs> My doctor said don't do it, but I don't know. I, You've got, what, two and a half months till your surgery? Yeah, I, yeah. But, but I'm, so I'm, I'm getting surgery anyway. So what's the, what's the difference if I fuck up? Yeah, what up if them? it's worse? <laughs> yeah, what if I, what's the difference yeah. if I completely blow it out? What if you never yeah. walk again? Like, it's is it really worth it? No. All right, good point. All right, I was happy for James Vick. Yes. James Vick got the win. He looked great. Uh, meanwhile, I was sitting next to James Vick. I was, like, right next to this girl. This hot chick was, like, screaming on the top of her lungs. Kick his ass. Fuck him up. And I'm like, this has to be his girlfriend. I there was, think I heard it. There was, like, 25 people in the, in the arena when he was fighting. And this chick... Her, I mean, like fucking huge titties, great ass, cute My, motherfucker. You better fuck him up, James. Like screaming, like I've never seen anyone scream. So I go over to him, like, hey, I'm Adam from. Oh, like, oh, you're so funny. Like it was obviously it was James's girlfriend. I don't know if that's good or bad. If I was fighting, if I'd want to hear my girlfriend scream like that, I know as a as a comedian, I hate when people like laugh harder when they know me because I feel like they're trying to help me and I hate the fact that they think they're trying to help me like I can't do this on my own yeah uh, and at the same time your girlfriend's probably yelling at you all the time anyway it's really that kind of relationship with a fighter and I don't know some crazy hot chick uh, you probably like don't want her to scream like that at the same time I don't know. I, I, maybe he's not even hearing it. He had to have heard it, though. I mean, if you're watching TV, you heard her yell. <laughs> oh, she I was, definitely did. She I, was, saw, I saw people commenting it on Twitter. Like, oh, who's really? The, who's, that, who's that one chick yelling? Yeah, oh, she was smoking hot. But Jesus Christ, she was loud. I mean, so loud. Uh, you know, in terms of, like, that venue, you're inside the MGM. It's a big venue. It's not that, like, it's not that abnormal. Yeah. It's not Greg getting moved to a different city. Yeah, yeah. But... And I don't know if you guys watched it, but the Ultimate Fighter that premiered the other day, last Wednesday, there was the kid. I haven't seen it yet. Okay, well, I'm not gonna. It was a, there was somebody on another season that got a tryout again. Yeah, and his girlfriend was in the gym, and you know the tough gym only seats like 100 people, whatever it is. So he's got his tryout fight to get in the in the house, and his girlfriend's screaming at the top of the lungs, "Fucking kill him! He's uh... a piece of shit! Fucking kill him!" Like all that shit. I'm like. Do you not know that Dana uh, yeah. and all these people, like, that's that's a little unnecessary. But in, in an arena like that, yeah, certain people get annoying. Yeah, girlfriends, if you're listening to the show, yeah. uh, do not do that, okay? You're, <laughs> you're not helping anyone. Uh, if anything, you know, the fighter probably wants something to fight for. You, you, you know, you're not in this together. I mean, you're in it together, but he's in there by himself. You do not stop yelling like a fucking lunatic. It's not helping. Uh, he's going to win anyway, or he's going to lose anyway. And your crazy instructions of knee him or punch him, uh, are, they're not helping. I don't think they're helping. I mean, maybe maybe fighters will tell me differently. But uh, but she was smoking hot, so good job, James. With, uh, <laughs> so you'll allow it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she was a real... I, yeah, you could tell that that's a, that's a crazy relationship, because James seems like a crazy fuck and, and his girlfriend. Anyway, uh, what else? Natal got killed. Um... Robert Whitaker is a straight killer. Uh, he's looking better than ever. I don't understand why Natalia, after the fight, raised his hands like he won. It was <laughs> pretty obvious you lost. I don't understand that. You're not. It, I mean, maybe you're happy that you didn't get beat or you finished the fight. You're proud of yourself. But I always find it weird that uh, people they they celebrate after they after they pretty obviously lose. Um, who knows? Maybe with the MMA judging. I know wrestling. When I coach wrestling, I remember a kid won. 
and he flipped out. He was so happy. He was like dancing and doing all kinds of stuff and making these like D generation X gestures. And I told him, I'm like, bro, act like you've been there before, you know, uh, but I don't know. I mean, maybe if I bang some super hot chick and I, I would dancing and stuff afterwards and I'd have her say that to me. Who, who, who knows? I just feel like I feel like celebrating after you've obviously lost is a bad. It makes you look dumb. Who cares how you look? I mean, you did fight. and you, I don't know. What the fuck do I know? What am I talking about? Maybe, anyway, maybe Natal thought like with the leg kick damage that he did. He did, you know, he did kid, do some leg damage. He yeah. did some damage, but... Yeah, dude, you you didn't you didn't win. You got lucky that Whitaker broke his hand because he would have finished you. I think. I think so too. Sergio Pettis looked great. Uh, that was the best. He's you're not impressed. That kid, I, that kid he fought was tough. That it's, kid had a hard head. It's Kalaitis is a tough kid. Yeah, that kid is like he's very very talented. Sergio, you know, I'm gl- I'm glad he's in. I was talking to Anthony years ago before he even got in the UFC about Sergio. And but it's tough when your your brother's Anthony Pettis, so you're you're trying to do your own thing. But I think I respect Sergio. I think he's got a lot of work to do, but I think he has unlimited potential. Yeah, I agree. Um, and that guy that he fought had a hard ass head. I was worried that Sergio was going to get sucked into a brawl, in which that was the one way I thought he might lose the fight. If he would have went into a crazy brawl and traded punches, that that he might have lost that fight. But he didn't. Um, there was a fight. There was a robbery. Uh, who was it? It was uh, Danny Roberts and Dominique Steele. I thought Steele won that fight. Oh, yeah. He won the third. I thought it was 1-1 going into the third. And then Steele won. I don't know what the judges were smoking. It was a terrible decision. And I'm a Black Zillions fan. And even though Danny Roberts won, I was like, Steele won. I don't, yeah, I don't that understand. was a bad, bad decision. Uh, you you had some good tweets about better decisions, like oh. they've made better decisions on catfish. Yeah, I thought, yeah, she was funny. I've seen better decisions on sixteen and pregnant. I had one and... that people were like, "Okay, that was good." What's that? It was um, giving out my sister's number would be a better decision. That, that was funny. I saw that. that very, it was good. It was very personal for the show. Uh, and then, then, then there was the fight Walt Harris, who it was zero three in the UFC, and then he fought a guy that died. They were from looking for a fight. And he knocked this dude out cold. Uh, and you know what? This looking for a fight thing, I understand it's entertaining. Dana's entertaining. Matt Sarah's entertaining. Nick the Tooth is entertaining. It's, 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 it's funny. It's, the thing is, it's, you really can't fast track fighting. It's sort of like trying to fast track singing and comedy and like you get these people from the voice or even last comic standing when you get like a two-year comic versus a 20-year veteran yeah you can make a guy look good for a couple minutes but when he gets out in the road and he gets these tough gigs or headlines it's usually not that there was no reason why you know like that fan in season one beat rich voss and some of these other people and it was like okay you know there's a reason sometimes things take a while there's a reason why you know there's leagues, there's feeder leagues, and that's where they're going. But there's a reason why some of these guys do what they do. And when you're sort of taking a guy and just throwing him to the big show, when he hasn't really earned it, he earned it because you're filming a TV show and you're looking there, but but you're not seeing him versus, let's say, four or five or six guys or yeah, eight it's, guys. It's one you're fight. seeing him against one fight, one guy. And so far, though, looking for a fight, guys, I know Sage Northcutt is one and one, but they had the look no, hard he's, for uh, he's two, two and, one. and one. But the one second fight, he should have lost. I thought they, it was a weird stand-up. Fister. And then the third fight, you know, he, he just sort of quit. Uh, 
This other guy they had from looking for a fight lost. They got, well, Randy Brown. I Randy think, Brown's one and one. Like that. And now um, this guy's Cody oh, East is zero and one. Zero and one. Yeah, it's not. I think. I think that if you look at the, it's three and three. These guys are four and three, and they're really trying to match these guys up carefully. And I just don't think it's like the voice. It's like you can travel for the voice, and you can make it. But sometimes there's a reason why a band takes ten years to make it or well, fifteen years to make it. You can't really speed track experience. You can't. And these guys are being exposed, and it's not really fair in some ways to people that are actually ready to make the big show. That's the thing. Experience, uh, you can, it's, it's, a, it's easy to look good if everything goes your way. Like you said, the voice. When they first come on audition, they're singing a song. Like there's a lot of people that can sing one good song. Yeah. Or like, uh, but then you put, you say, all right, well, you know, you're great at R&B, but try, how about sing this song? And then all of a sudden they sound like garbage. And that's the thing is in, in a fighter, uh, you have a fighter who maybe is great at striking or great at wrestling. If you, if you match them up, if everything's right, they might look phenomenal. But then, you know, then you throw them in there with a different opponent or whatever. Say he's Northcutt. I mean, that's a perfect example of how, how good did he look that first fight when he's doing spinning wheel kicks or whatever the fuck he was <laughs> he doing. He found a guy that sells tires. Uh, yeah, he was. They but found him on the way over there. On Mickey the way to Gall the- was also on. And Mickey Gall's, he, he did good against Mike Jackson. We're going to have to wait six years for the CM But Mike fight. Jackson was a reporter. There's also a press row. They're giving you yeah. one fight. There's also a difference it. between someone who's been uh, <laughs> working in a different discipline their whole life. You know, Say they've been doing judo their whole life, and then they get into MMA. Or they've been doing karate, and then they get into MMA. Versus someone who just started and MMA. And Gall is 2-0 and as a pro. Uh, imagine how good he's going to He's good. He's but but imagine talented. him at 6-0, or 8-0, or 10-1, or 12-2. Then you'll see. I mean... Come on, guys. Well, you know, it's funny. What are with, we doing here? With Sage, when when they did that episode and they picked up Sage, I have a theory that if Sage wasn't uh, getting looked at, they would have given Matt Schnell the contract because he won that same night. Yeah. And he is actually an established fighter, been around a long time. Right. So it just seems like it just seems like there's a way sometimes it takes a band 10 years to break or 15 years to break or a comedian uh, like me, uh, 17 years to break. But you know what? I wasn't ready at year five. Okay. I don't think I was at year 10. I probably wasn't even ready, you know, and at 17, 17 years into it. Okay, fine. Give me a fucking shot already. All right. <laughs> but some of these people that give shots to it year two or year three, it's not going to go well. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing guys laid out by a guy who was and three in the UFC. Walt Harris, right? The he was 0-3. The big ticket was 0-3. Yep. And he made your guy look like a fucking hockey player. Okay? Not even. The guy was laid out. The guy had his... And they go, well, well, Walt Harris, what were, you, what were you thinking? The guy had his fucking chin up. And that's why I, and I, I punched it. And it was a great fucking game plan. Wasn't his post-fight? He goes, I've had this... I've done this this Joe Rogan interview in the mirror a million yeah, times no, he was a waiting good, to have an of interview. Course. I'm like... I mean, they were swinging leather like crazy, but yeah, you're own three in the UFC, and this dude's touted as looking for a fight. Well, he he found a fight, and he got knocked the fuck out. Yeah, <laughs> you want to look for a fight? Turn on Bellator. Some of those guys should be over there. Okay, just turn on Bellator and take and honestly, and take Bubba and take uh, Caldwell and, and take uh, uh, what's it? Uh, take. Uh, MVP. MVP and take Michael Chandler and take all those guys. You could look for a fight. Put on Bellator. Take the fucking 20 best guys. They'll do well in the UFC. Yeah. Uh, and that's my next thing is Ben Henderson. Uh, ben Henderson 
you're not a 170 pounder. Okay, I understand that you beat whatever the Brandon fuck that Thatch. is, Brandon Thatch. Okay, who who his ground game is like if he spent it's just ridiculous. It's not very good, uh, and I like Brandon Thatch. Well, I don't have to say fuck qualifying it. It's not very good from what I've seen. Okay, <laughs> uh, Henderson, what are you doing? Okay, you, you you go over there. You got in back. You got beat up by this dude, and if you were his weight, you probably would beat him up. If you, if, if you walked around at 210 pounds, but you don't, you're, you're a smaller guy. And it looked like a big guy versus a small guy. And your takedowns were not effective. And Non-existent. Not, well, he tried in the third he and fourth. He tried, but every time Koreshkov sprawled. And, you know, this, you, you may, you, I'll tell you who looked good in this fight is Ben Askren. Because he, he's tweeting away going, I just made I look this guy. I outstruck him 9,050 to 248 to 1. 248 to 1. Ben Askren looked amazing. You want to look for a fight? Look for fucking Ben Askren, okay? <laughs> Bring him over. Stop with this fucking nonsense uh, of, of bringing these guys uh, from YouTube over here, okay? <laughs> I think there's, this, there's always this, this glamorous idea of coming and bringing in undiscovered talent. Why not bring in tried and, and tested talent? Why not bring in an Olympian who's a two-time national champion who's 15-0, and 0, who has the most pins in the history of college wrestling over here? A guy who, who, who beat a guy who beat your former champion. Well, Ben Anderson, was he ever a champion? Yeah, he was a champion. Yeah, yeah. yeah you beat Bendo, the former champion. Okay? Fuck. Look for a fight. You think, you think Bendo fighting Kreshkov, do you think anything had to do with it that they didn't want him fighting Brooks because they don't like Brooks? I think that Bendo is, is, that is, on, is, ocup- is on a different wavelength right now. He's talking about joining the, the military. Yeah. Uh, so was this to, it? I don't know. And I just think that he doesn't want to. Why are you fighting at 170? It was, a, it was a funny idea in theory, but he looks so much smaller. Yeah, Brandon Thatch against any world champion at 170. Bendo could probably make 145 if he wanted to. I mean, 55 he could make, but obviously, but. I don't know that that he made he made Ben he made Ben Askren look like a fucking world champion in that fight. Anyway, all right, I want to thank our sponsors, D Cipher. It's a lifestyle firm that specializes in individualized consulting. Call for strategic advising and support. Whether you need help with a short-term focus goal, for or for long-term career management, Cipher helps by assessing a network of specialists that work together to offer mental coaching, personal advising, career micromanagement, as well as contract negotiations and mediation. They help everyone from CEOs to actors, to MMA fighters, to boxers, to comedians, salespeople, house moms, and yes, even porn stars. So call them up at 1-888-731-COACH. That's 1-888-731-2622. I also want to thank Tip a Fighter. Listen, fighters are underpaid, okay? It's ridiculous, but you can make a difference. You can tip the fighter. How cool is that, okay? I've done it before. I like the way fighters sometimes fight. They fight their asses off. And you know what? I'm throwing you a tip because I like the way you fight. And I want you to know that I appreciate how hard you work. So, tipafighter.com at tipafighter.com. What else happened in Bellator? I couldn't believe Brennan Ward. Uh, Brennan Ward. Oh, my God. Uh, you know what, though? Man, Brennan Ward, the, the two fights that I've seen him lose... Uh, where when he got beat by um, the dude from Binghamton, that uh, the barn cat just starched him quickly in like the first 12 seconds of the fight, and now versus Cyborg. I think he needs to take the first round off, uh, or at least a minute and a half, just stay away. 
Because it seems like that's what he, he got the takedown, and then he the dude rolled for a knee bar. And look, man, Cyborg is, is an amazing, you know, jujitsu black belt. And uh, that could happen. It could happen to almost any fighter. Uh, but it happened to Brennan Ward, and that sucked because he he was on a roll. He was looking really good. He's a very promising fighter. But uh, damn, that was hard to watch. He was getting a title shot if he beat Cyborg. Damn. It was it was an eliminator, not for Cyborg, but it was for Brennan Ward. And I think, you know, he got that rear waist lock, and that was just not the right decision. Like, literally not the right decision. Cyborg just dove under, and it was yeah. done from there. And it was crazy, too, because it was technically a double tap because Brennan Ward first screamed, and they didn't stop it. And then two seconds later, he tapped. Meanwhile, John McCarthy stopped the Warren fight when Warren screamed and didn't even tap. Did you email Bellator and say, listen, I was telling you about double tap? If I send them an email, it's going to be ranting about what we talked about last week of getting rid of those freak show fights and putting on real cards. No, I, I don't want to get rid of the freak show fights. I just think that you have to be smarter the way you market them. If you're going to have a freak show fight, if you're going to have Kimbo versus James Thompson, put... Darian Caldwell on the undercard on, on the co-made event. Uh, put Bubba up there. Put um, put these young guys in there. Don't have a freak show fight and just have another bunch of freaks. The whole freak show event, you know. And enough with the belt or kickboxing. They it just started and you're already over it. It was their first event. Yeah, and now you're that. over it. I well, loved it. They pushed it on the Bellator broadcast. They said live next Bellator kickboxing. I'm like, fuck you. There's not that much of a time change to Italy. It was last week. I know. Well, what if what if they took you know a title fight, headline that, and then put the freak show as as the as the co-main event? You know, I mean, do you think? I mean, I understand they're trying they to sell. That, People though. are tuning in for the freak show. That's the problem. Yeah. They, they put the freak show as the main because there's been you know Kimbo fights or Tito Bonner was a main event where Will Brooks and Michael Chandler for the title was the co-main. Yeah, that was How? good. That was smart. No, I, I, I understand, but they're, they're, they've been doing that, and they'll put Kimbo in the main and then put a title under it yeah, because How? they know what's going to... You see the picture on the TV. How frustrated are you if you're the champ and you're fighting underneath? No, you're happy because you know? you're, you're, that fight is going to get you a ton of... A billion views that you wouldn't get. Do you think those guys are If you are getting- were on some Thackerville... Uh, undercard or something. Do you, you think know? those guys are getting points on the? No, they're not getting no, points. Was Spike. No, nah, they're, they're still getting paid. They're happy, terms- man. And they're look. Every people that I talked to in Bellator that from the UFC that moved to Bellator, Phil Davis, Ben Henderson, Josh Thompson, thrilled with their contracts. Yeah, thrilled. They I, were, I can sponsors. I guess yeah. whatever is getting the fighters paid the most. But I just you you want you you want to see the respect given to the champs and the guys that are the top talent, and then not so much the guys that are just like. Well, the thing about you don't even know who the champs are. The heavyweight champ hasn't fought in three years. Uh, they should just get rid of. They should only do three. Bellator should be three weight classes. They should have one thirty five, one forty five, fifty five, and seventy. Or that, that, that get rid of and two hundred five because if they're not gonna. I mean, who's the Bellator 125 champ right now? There is no... They don't even have a flyweight division. Okay, see, exactly. They have a girls' flyweight division, but they don't have a guy. Who's the girls' champion? There isn't one yet. Oh, see, the, the only, a- They only have two girls right now, and that's Yankova and the girl she fucking beat up. So yeah. I guess they're fighting for the title on the internet prelims in like six months. What's, I don't know what's going on. They here. should legit do like a senior league, like an over 40... Uh, that's UR fight. That's, that's <laughs> entire promotion is based on that. Uh, in terms of the freak show, adding a decent fights to it, that Kimbo Colossus London card yeah. got MVP and Fernando Gonzalez. Good fight. Fernando Gonzalez hits really test. hard. 
He's a good fighter. I want to see if like, another that MVP fight. Who are that? What is going on here? <laughs> what the fuck? Not even two seconds in, the dude goes sprinting across the cage and takes a fucking straight right. It's like, well, that was a bad idea. What? Where are they finding these guys? They go, they're going to World Star Hip Hop and they're going they that guy. That's our next. <laughs> they're they're, they're watching ridiculousness and they're like, we need that one. Seriously, I want to see a super cut edit of all the clips of fighters rushing people and how that worked out for yeah, them. Zingano, you got Jeremy Holloway. I mean, I could, I could go on for a while right now. Like if I was going on there, I would rush the other way. I'd go out the door. Well, James, <laughs> James I Thompson. I think he was looking for the door and he was like, shit, wrong side. James <laughs> Thompson has a uh, a uh, rushing... Uh, well, he didn't really rush. It was sort of like uh, the Superman punch. He, he, did he, really, he didn't really rush into him. Oh, James Thompson? Or? Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about in, in, the, in the fight. Uh, he's got a pride fight. Uh, the Colossus. Oh. He's got a he's got oh. a highlight one where he rushed and just got... Was it against... Uh, was it Alexander Emilio? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one. Uh, yeah, I don't know. BJ Penn against Caluno. Yeah. I, was, like, I could keep going, dude. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Someone out there, edit together all of these <laughs> just, and just be running, like... running and then just... Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. It's weird. Very weird. I, I was like, okay, if people were like, this guy's going to be tough for MVP. Finally, he's got a challenge. And then what the fuck is going on? By the way, Conor McGregor announced last night, at like three in the morning or two in the morning, uh, that he is back. He thanked Dana. He thanked Lorenzo for making it happen. And then Dana went on TMZ this morning and said, no, he's not on the card. That's <laughs> uh, complete nonsense. And he's still off the card. I don't know what's going on right now. This just seems like, uh, I don't know. It seems it's like an amicable breakup. It's what the, when did TMZ become the medium now? That you go to? <laughs> uh, We're referring our MMA news <laughs> to fucking TMZ. You know, there's something wrong. In but this it's world. not, but it's the president of the UFC doing it. It's Next not like it's going to be Perez Hilton. <laughs> seriously. I mean, what is Dana goes to TMZ? Like you think he would go to sports center or Fox Sports. Or Fox sports yeah. or, they're like, he's probably like, fuck it. They probably, somebody probably said, look, your TMZ ratings, I've gotten like 99,000 times more than the FS1 ratings. And Dana was like, fuck it. We're now using TMZ as our, our medium. Right under Kim Kardashian yeah. and right above, uh, I don't know, the the, the, uni, uh, the Octomom or something. Whatever the fuck's I don't well, watch TMZ. The night I watched TMZ to see if I actually ended up on it, I think it's like a 30-minute show. Yeah. And the first 15 was all Connor shit that night. Uh, that that's like the news source now, but it was funny because you get like the BJPen.com and some of the unreputable sources. But as soon as Connor put that up, not 15 minutes later, ESPN tweeted, "Breaking news: Connor's on 200." I'm like, oh man, even I'm smart enough to wait for a real fucking answer. Yeah, it's weird. It's really weird now because I don't know what. It's it's rough because on one hand, I understand what Connor's saying as far as you know. Do I want to? Look, I'm fighting Nate Diaz. I got the biggest fight. And look, I'm, as a comedian, I hate getting up at 7 in the morning to do radio. And, and I know he was talking about Bob and Kim in the morning or something, whatever the hell he was saying. <laughs> By the way, somebody made a, uh, somebody made an actual like Bob and Kim uh, <laughs> Twitter thing, and they were like, hey. And then people were like, resp- it was funny. I, I, I followed them. They were actually, remember that? It's fucking hilarious. Because someone actually believed them. Your radio station sucks. It's not even a real radio station. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, and they were like, hey, on Wacky Wednesday, we're going to guess what's in Tom's pants. Or something. It, was like, it was so funny. Uh, so I understand what he's saying. Look, I got a huge fight coming up. Do I really have to promote this? I, I live in Ireland. 
You know, that's where my training camp is. I don't want to have to go to around to fight. But look, he chose to fight Nate Diaz. Uh, he said, I want the rematch. He could have said, no, this guy's too big for me. I'm going back down to 55 or I'm going back to 45, okay? But he, when you say, I want to do it, then you got like, he's not above press. Mm-hmm. And the UFC can't be like, you know what? You're right, Connor. You don't have to do press. Because then every other fighter out there is going to be like, well, fuck it. If he doesn't do press, I don't have to do press. Yeah. And that's going to be bad for the UFC, and it's going to make them look bad. And they did kind of create this monster. At the same time, I understand what he's saying, because if he's not training, and he's not getting his sparring, and he's not getting his partners, he's not getting his health, he's not getting his food, he's not getting his diet, he's not getting his rest, and then he's got to go in there and get in the biggest stage in the world, which he helped build and fight this fucking monster, Nate Diaz, it's going to be tough. I I completely understand that, but I also think uh, that this, they're not asking him to do anything that he hasn't already done before for every, and, and how, every and how, other fight. And how did fight. it work out for him the last time? Well, that was one fight, but every other fight, he's always... I mean, think of all the promo he did for uh, Aldo. This is not something out of the blue. They didn't ask him to do he's anything. He's had four extra. UFC fights before this, right? Is that four? No. How many fights? Dennis Seaver, no, 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 Aldo... No. Uh, he had Mendes. Brimage, Holloway, Brimage, Holloway, Seaver, Poirier, Mendes, Mendes, Aldo, Nate. So he's had seven. seven fights, but he didn't do much press for the Marcus Brimage fight. And well, no, nobody knew who the hell he it, was. Yeah, and I and I would say maybe he he didn't por- do real press till uh, the Poirier because that was a pay per view. So, a little bit of the Seaver, but yeah, I mean, so he hasn't really had to have this kind of press, and his whole th- you know look. Uh, I understand both sides to it. I don't think it's a, it's tough. At the same time, he announced he's going to be at UFC 200. People. He also said he was going to fight uh, Diego Sanchez in Mexico, right? Okay, but he said, I'm going to 200. Yeah. People, they they they, they bought tickets to UFC fight weekend, whatever. These people from Ireland, his fans, they, they, they went out, they spent their, you know, years earnings on this shit. All these fans, CB got 12 more tattoos, okay? Everybody was fucking, you know, people were saying to me, hey, man, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. And they're going because they want to see him fight. And then he goes, I'm not fighting. That's fucking over your fan base. That's your fan base. Well, okay? Dana pulled him. So that's a little bit of a technicality. Dana pulled him because he says, this, I'm not doing press. This up and down bullshit is what pisses me off. And I'm a huge Conor fan, but it's like, yeah, I'm retired. And Dana's like, no, we just pulled him. He'll fight again. And if he doesn't want to fight Aldo Edgar for the belt, well, I'm back on. And then I get blown up, like you said, at 2 o'clock in the fucking morning, or I wake up to 35 tweets. Is he back? You would know. <laughs> How? How do I know? But I think the funniest thing about this whole thing is like, <clears throat> he doesn't want to do press. Or the promotion or whatever, and Dana's like, you know, we can't allow that. We can't allow that. Has anybody thought about the guy that he's fighting and that him and his brother have been avoiding promotion and press? The Anderson Silva fight, Nick was supposed to be on Tuesday. He showed up Thursday. Not the same, though. Not not the same. Not, I mean, but it's, it's just... It's, not, the, not, not the same extent of press, and they and did And he pulled out 137. Pull out, they pulled out Nick Diaz from, from a fight for not doing the same. But then they put him back in. He fought BJ. He was supposed to fight George. They pulled him. BJ still wanted on the card at 137. And they called BJ and said, we got an opportunity of a lifetime. You no, want Nick I, Diaz? That, it's not that's exactly also, the same. That's also Nick, not Nate. 
No, I know, but Nate's been doing, he's like, I don't want to do press, whatever it is. You know what? I've told everybody the same thing. Give it a few more weeks. You're a while away from July. You're a ton of events away. Give it a few more weeks. We'll have a finite answer. If, if Conor McGregor tweets, I'm on 200, and 900 people are like, he's back. You're, you're just, you're making this worse for everyone. No, it is. You're absolutely it's making it worse. And I think it's also becoming kind of a joke. And it's, uh, I don't know. It's because you're becoming like that girl who breaks up with you and says, I want to come back. And then says, no, I'm done. And I want to come back. And I know that. Look, I was that guy uh, in some ways. My my ex girlfriend, when we broke up, she was like, uh, she's like, I, I was like, it's over, it's over. I'm like, you have to leave my apartment. It's over. She threw something on my head. She was, she was this that, and then she wouldn't leave. And then she would say, hey, I I I made you your favorite ravioli, and I'd be like, oh man. <laughs> and then she'd be like, you know, I just want to give you a blowjob. I'm like, all right, fine. And before you know it, I'm like, you know what? You could stay. This fucking blowjob was great, and so was the ra- and But finally, <laughs> Did you say so was the ravioli. Oh, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> but finally, after the eighth time, I said you have to go. But by that time, you know, you, you can't. I'm telling you, if a girl can give a blowjob, a really good blowjob, it makes up for a lot of her faults. It, it really, it really does. They really should give a blowjob class in college to chicks because it is important. Uh, it is important. If a girl knows how to give you a blowjob, and I know your daughter's here who's seven months old. And, and, Don't even start. Okay, but no, no, I'm just saying, I, I, she, probably should not be, she probably shouldn't be listening to this, okay, is what I'm saying, okay? This is, right? Wait till you're at least 19 to or 20. But I'm saying that uh, if a girl can give good head, it, it makes up for a lot. It's, it's a very powerful tool that women have. And uh, if a girl gives bad head, and like she uses teeth or she doesn't know how to give good head or she stops or takes breaks or doesn't like giving head. Life is going to be harder for her. Uh, it is. Am I right, Ben? Am I right? Am I right? No, is it? Don't you think life is going to be harder for a chick if she gives awful head? It's a very powerful thing that you ladies have. And I know it's a very powerful tool and and it, it can win you. It can help with your argument skills. Uh, and, and, you know, look, I know women might get mad at me for saying this, but uh, what do you think, Tyler? Uh, I don't know. I'm still thinking about that ravioli. Uh, come on. <laughs> does, does your wife give good head? I think that every everybody should uh, try to be the best partner that they can be. And if, so... What? No, it's not the fucking question. Uh, if you're going to be in a relationship, it probably is good to uh, give head. Guys and girls. <laughs> Yeah, guys and girls. I'm wait, sure wait, your partner's wait, wait, happy. Didn't Tanya say it's it's uh, give face? Guys give face and girls give head. Is that what you, we're going to ask her? We're going to talk to Tanya after Shannon Rich did not uh, after he said he want he he hit reached out to me and said, "Look, I got a fight coming up, June 11th, Milwaukee Resort the Casino Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. I booked him. I had two other people I could book." I said, no, uh, Penny wanted to come on the show today, uh, Penny Kanzant. I could have had this one. I could have had Rashad Evans. Got a lot of people. But I said, no, I'm going to give Shannon the Cannon Rich his spot, and then he doesn't pick up the phone. And this is what I got to deal with, people. Just so you know, the shit I got to deal with. Plus CB Gold, which drives Adam crazy. You don't drive me crazy, <laughs> man. You're, you, are, you are the most unique person I've met in a long time, CB. Uh, people want to know why you carry a belt, though. That's uh, that's the thing on the underground. Uh, Shan, the man, wanted to know that. Why you carry on a belt? Well, this belt? Any belt. 
I don't have any other belts. Before, you carried another belt before that. I had a UFC. I had an Ultimate Ultimate WEC Pride. But, but why do you carry it around? Because uh, I take pictures of fighters and go with the belt. And actually, it's, has anybody ever thought you were the actual champ? Yes. The, really? What, yes. what do they say? Bellator events, like a fucking madhouse. Actually, funny enough, and I'll keep it short. I had a Bellator replica belt, and when I went to the Gallard Gertz card out in Temecula. I was hanging out with the Pitbull brothers, uh, Leandro Higo, who just won the the title a few days ago. Um, and a guy came up to me and was like, oh, are you the champ? And I'm like, no, he's the champ, pointing at Patricio. <laughs> and Patricio turns and he goes, no, no, campeon, campeon. Oh, that's and, nice of him. And so they were trying to take pictures with me and whatever. And when the when the fans left, I was like, in Portuguese, I was like, Patricio, you're, you're hilarious, but you're an asshole. <laughs> that's funny. But with the bell tone you know more than anything. Yeah. How do you know Portuguese? I taught myself Portuguese to be able to speak to Brazilian fighters. Hmm. <laughs> you ever think maybe like <laughs> if you spent the time you spent on MMA into like curing cancer or uh, finding a cure for AIDS that you would have already figured it out? AIDS or hearing AIDS? Okay, come on. Seriously, don't you think maybe like... <laughs> like yeah, but that's not enticing to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> and trust me, I've lost family members to cancer, but... It's that's I I don't that, what a random compare I'm gonna look like such an asshole now. Can we cut that out, Ben? Thank no, you. we're not cutting that out. <laughs> Keep that. Um, no, I just you know I find something I like and I hear you, man. I, I want to be the best. Like, I'm, I'm I'm the same. Speaking one. of which, I tried to find the drunk uh, Periscope from the other night, but it was already like it's yeah, already gone. Two days they delete it. Yeah, I Let didn't know, know you could time. save it on yeah. your phone though, but. Yeah, that was that was pretty entertaining. I had a I, lot of fun with that. I think we need to come up with some challenges to uh, so because you're the current uh, uh, MMA roasted podcast. This uh, belt champion. ain't going nowhere. This well, belt... I, yeah, we got to come up with some contests, some 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 challenges because I want that belt. <laughs> I want to be. The, you want that belt? I want the. Po- I want to be the podcast champ. You want the belt? I want it. I'm coming that's, for it. That's funny. I want that gold. We got to. Yeah, we got to think of a challenge. That's hilarious. By the way, Adam, when I got in the car after the stump, the drunk CB. Yeah. I remembered one of the ones I you, got. But you wrong. weren't drunk though. No, I wasn't drunk, but I was. You got whatever. into the Uber. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got into the Uber after the Stump the Drunk TV. Yeah, I right. said I got in the car. All right, okay, got you. Okay. Um, I don't have to, like, they didn't have any water, and she told me I wasn't hot. So, anyways, um, it's your bit, Adam. Oh, right, it's okay. I got you, I got you. Um, I remembered one of the questions I got wrong, and I was, like, pissed about it. So, and a lot of people are like, you're an angry drunk. I'm like, mm, I just don't like getting getting MMA information wrong. It's all good, man. Um. Meanwhile, so tonight, Juliana Pena is being a commentator for Combate America. Rudy's fighting from last week tonight, yeah. as well as my friend Kyra. Uh, but Kyra Gracie? Uh, no, Mogwai. She goes, she goes by Mogwai. Uh, this cute little girl comes to my shows, and she's a fighter. Uh, but That's a gremlin, right? Isn't what? that what it is? Mogwai? Is Isn't that what it gremlin? is? Is it a gremlin? I, I don't think know. before they turn into a gremlin, the little cute one. That's what a mogwai is. I think. You may have won the belt with that stupid information. Listen, but what I'm Ow. saying, what I'm saying is, I have a show tonight, and I got this new MTV show I'm doing next week, where I got to do 20 minutes of material on, and I got to practice it because they have to be stories. So I had to turn all my jokes. Oh, you redo stories. You, you redid that one, that yeah, whole thing. The whole thing. It took me like. And they animate it, right? Is that yeah, yeah. Well, sort of. So I, I got to practice at the haha, but I want to go to this Combate America thing, but uh, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to go. 
Mm, I mean, I got to work on my career. I have to like, you know, I, have to work I on guess it. I'll do this MTV show. No, I'm not, but I do <laughs> want to go see it though. I got, I, I just got offered free tickets too. You told Rudy he would be there. I did. But the thing is, it starts at six and then there's three shows tonight, a six to eight Eight to ten, Wait, which and a shows? ten to twelve. There's three Combate America yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah, because they're they're doing they're shooting three of them, then airing some of them like next week, the week after. Oh, so this isn't even live. You can't one catch of them it is on live. Fight Pass? One of them's live. Is Rudy on Fight Pass? Yeah, Rudy's on Fight Pass tonight. But two of the other events are in the. Well, he was the only one I wanted to see. I know, and it's what I'm saying. Do I want to see a bunch of guys? I have no idea who they are. Plus for six two, hours for an yeah, event where you don't know anybody, except for two people. That's a lot. I know, and plus I'm and I'm missing a comedy show. Sometimes and you and have I, to prioritize. I, I, I know, and I, I gotta run my first. I gotta run my set anyway. Listen, we're gonna have the champion right now because uh, Shannon Rich, man, Shannon, I wanted to have you on the show, dude. I had all these fucking. I, I, I was up till fucking four in the morning last night <laughs> watching your fights, dude. I, I watched you fight Severn, and then I watched your fight against John Wood, and then I watched your fight against uh, Ray Elby, and then I watched your, your Brian Ebersole fight, and then I watched your Diego Sanchez fight. Uh, I watched all your fucking fights last night. I watched your Pele fight, your Jake Shields fight, your Evan Tanner fight, Eves Edwards you fought, and now you want to fight bare knuckle, and uh, you didn't pick up the phone. Come on, man. I think I've come to the conclusion that you need more sleep. I think like, you're right. On the regular. I know. You're always like, you're constantly awake. You're constantly working. You need to kind of uh, recharge your batteries. I know. Like, and I can't sometime. even watch porn anymore because. Uh, you have a girlfriend? No, the, no. I, I watch porn, <laughs> but it's like, uh, I'm like too selective with my porn. If the girl's too hot, then I think I can't get her. If, like, <laughs> in the porn? Who yeah, gives in the porn. A shit. And then if she's like ugly, then I think I'm like, or not as hot, I think I'm like settling. You know, uh, if, if there's a black dude, it's not realistic enough because the dick is black and my dick is white. Uh, if there's another guy in the room that's kind of gay, sort of, and I don't, I don't, I feel like I don't want the guy. I mean, whatever. If it's like, I have to, it's just, it's too much. Like, I have to find the girl just enough. Uh, so what do you what do you type in? You're like decent looking <laughs> girl, white guy, she no one else in and room. Then it, and then it can't be like even though it says like teen whatever. Good head, raviolis after. I know they're not teen. I still don't even want that on my on my my hard drive because yeah. maybe the girl is a teen even though it's on Uges or whatever it is or or Beej or Eskimo tube <laughs> threesome so, so. with two fours and because it, I can't have sixes. But then I can't have threesomes because then it's like I get used to jerking off to threesomes or the dancing bear or too many girls and then that fucks me up in my real so life. Wait, what's the Fuck dancing, is bear? A dancing bear? You never heard of dancing bear? Some guy comes out with a bear costume and. There's like 30 chicks take turns blowing them. It's, 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 yeah, yeah, it's like a these male, are things I didn't even know existed. It's like a male stripper, uh, and these girls just they just pass them around. Has Cobby been there? No, no, it's pretty. Why would he? Oh, because it's a bear. The bear? No, <laughs> no, it's pretty cool. It, it takes me back back to my 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 uh, dancing days. But 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 so yeah, like that's the thing. So I can't even. I have to. It takes me like a half hour to watch 40 minutes to settle down to find the right porn. You know, even that, it's just. Uh, just go on to like realitykings.com where they have the little like preview trailers. I don't want to no, 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 no. The, tra- the preview trailers. You get like a minute of each one and you see the, you see the highlights. You don't have to watch a decision yeah, but then fight. I gotta, but then I got to go from one to the X to the next one. Yeah, and you just open a bunch of windows. I don't want to. Too many windows. Too many windows. I feel like I'm a Mexican. I'm washing windows. <laughs> Listen, people. So uh, we are going to call Tanya Evinger right now. She is the Invicta champion. She's got a fight coming up against Colleen Schneider. I'll be there. She's, uh, I'm going to go there too. She's won like six fights in a row. I think seven fights in a row. 
Ranked number nine in the world, which is funny that the ninth ranker on the world is not in the UFC. Hello. Hey, is this the champion, Tanya Evinger? Yeah, it is. How are you? You're on the MMA Roasted <laughs> Podcast. It's me, the Hi. CB, the intern, as well as Tyler Bowe. What's up? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Just got done training, so. Nice. Are you, are you ready in- to relax the rest of the day? Are you, are you in Texas? Yep, yep. Nice. And you got a big fight coming up against Colleen Schneider and Invicta. Are you uh are you ready for this? Are you taking this seriously? Do you think she's do you think she's in your league? What's 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 the plan here? Uh, I take every fight serious, man. If I lose to anybody, God embarrassing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh no, no, no. Uh I definitely taking it serious. I'm training hard, but um I ran my mouth a little about going down to one twenty five, so I obviously need to uh step up and and uh get ready to do that so i've i've taken this fight uh a little bit more serious i think in the fact that you know eating healthier and and my strength and conditioning is a lot different and more intense and and just everything in general is a little bit better wait you could make 125 yes wow i'm not happy about it but i can do it <laughs> that's wow so you're, you're gonna have a six-pack and everything yeah, well, I mean, it's under there somewhere. It's under there somewhere. I just tell the girls, go dig it. Dig for it, girls. Dig for it. That's awesome. <laughs> good, good for you. Uh, now, but wh- now, why not say at 135? I was saying you're the ninth-ranked girl in the world. Uh, personally, I think you give any one of these girls a fight, including the UFC champion. Why not? Why Why 125? I just want to take two belts. So, uh I think I'm running out of girls to fight and then the girls that can fight me don't want to fight me and the girls that aren't qualified to fight me are the ones that want to fight me so it doesn't like it's never going to work out for me so I'm just going to let them get a little time to build a couple more fights up at 35 and uh, and uh, you know try to take that belt at 25 and you know make some uh, make make some uh, new new uh, opponents bleed I don't know (laughs) I want that belt man now you have, yeah, no, absolutely. Now, if the UFC called you after this fight, let's say you beat Colleen and the UFC said, you know what, Tanya, we've been ignoring you for too long. Do you want to fight in the UFC? What would you say? Uh, there's many things that would come into play there. First of all, what kind of money we're talking about. And then second of all, uh, I, I made an agreement with Shannon that I would sign for another um, four fight. So I can't really, I can't really, uh, back out on that and I wouldn't you know Shannon's done me good so I definitely um, it would be something to think about but man unless it's the right fights and the, the right money it, it just doesn't matter to me to go over UFC but I mean you said that you wanted to fight Misha and that you want to near in the cooter um, do you still want to do that? <laughs> yeah obviously I mean that would be the right fight but uh, them giving me that fight I don't. I just don't see it and them giving me a decent payday I don't see that either so you know, I, I think them two things would come into play big time. And then, um, you know, obviously to see what Shannon's got in mind and, and what we got coming up in Invicta, you know. But um, I don't know. It's not anything that, that I'm sitting here worried about or, or twiddling my thumbs waiting for, you know. So, now the last time, whatever. The last time I, I saw you came to my show, you had that cute Mexican girlfriend. But then you guys weren't together in L.A. Are you guys back together? No, 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 no. We're just friends. We train together once in a while. She's actually fighting on that Monday, so I fight Saturday in LA, and then she fights that Monday on uh, that Americana Combate Americana. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, are, are you are you seeing anybody? You have a girlfriend? What's going on? 
No, yeah, yeah. I, I, I date. I'm dating somebody, but uh, not too serious yet or anything like that. But um, yeah, I date, I'm dating somebody right now, and uh, you know. How do you, oh, how do you meet her? I'm back to a white girl. <laughs> back to a white girl. Now, how do you how do you meet these girls? Uh, I don't know. They they hit me up usually. Oh, so you're not on like Grinder? So, yeah, yeah, whatever. No, I'm not get on Grinder. <laughs> I get on Tinder. I get on Tinder just to swipe some bitches. Makes me feel powerful. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, so Tanya, this last girl that you were dating, did you ever train with her? Uh, you talking about that model that I brought in there? No, you talk, uh, talking Are about the, you? the last girlfriend that was a fighter. Yeah. Did you ever? Did you oh ever, yeah, yeah. Did I ever what? Did you ever Beat spar? Did you ever spar with her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still train with her. How'd that go? She's always worried. Don't hit me! Don't hit me! I don't <laughs> hit him hard. Come on. She's a hundred five pounder. I'm not trying to beat her up. What do I got to prove there? Now people don't know you this, know? but the last time you were in our studio, you you show up at like noon. You have a, a forty in one hand. <laughs> Uh, and then I was on vacation. All right. <laughs> you, it's like, it's like noon and you have a 40 and then you're like, Hey, I got some friends coming. Some weird Russian chicks start coming in the, the studio, sit on the couch. Don't say a word. I don't know they even speak English. Uh, and then they, uh, came, the one came to pick me up and she took me to her apartment and raped me and then dropped me off in my hotel. And I'm all right with that kind of situation. <laughs> so where did you meet that girl? Uh, where did I meet her? Oh, at a, a gay bar down in West Hollywood. Um, she picked me up there. God, I'm like an easy catch or something. <laughs> so she, she, do you met her that, like that week or you met her beforehand? No, no, no. I, I met her a couple years ago and, uh, I would come to LA and, uh, we hang out every once in a while. So no, 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 no. sometimes she has a girlfriend and she's like, I don't even want to be your friend. I'm seeing somebody They're they're so weird, but, uh, you know, I I'm, I try to be friends with most of my exes as long as they aren't douchebags. But um, me too. You know, it's, uh, you know, whatever. Now she picks you up. Cool. You, you said she rapes you, so she she you, she takes you back to your place. She goes down on you and then I kicks you out. I tried to fight her off. I tried to fight her off. You bullshit. <laughs> There's no way. So she, so she gets yeah. you. So she gets you butt naked. She she just eats. She goes clam smacking. Uh, she <laughs> she goes down. She just she eats the beef and then she just says you have to go. Uh, she actually drove me all the way back to Costa Mesa, dropped me off. Yeah. I was scared too. I'm like, how long I'm, I'm sitting there. She's like, I just got my driver's license. I'm like, Oh my God, let me drive. Oh my God. Seriously. The whole ride back. I'm, I'm giving her like four one on, on how to drive. Like if they're doing this, you do this. It's better if you do this and that. I'm like trying to teach her driver's ed on the way thinking, please God, let me make it. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, are there, are there strap ons involved in this or no? Oh, um, well, obviously we have all kinds of, all kinds of toys to play with, you know, lesbians have the best of both worlds. Mm. Yeah. I, I, was, <laughs> I was wondering about that. Like, I, I wonder if like lesbians have the strap-ons or they just use the, 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 the vibrators. Like what, what exactly goes on there? You guys have this whole, yeah, we're, we're, we're real open-minded. You know what I mean? Hmm. Damn. So now, do your, <laughs> now are your parents still waiting for you to tell them that you're straight? Uh, yeah, my brother told me last time I was home that my mom's telling him, like, maybe Tanya will find a guy someday. And I told, I went up to her, I'm like, Mom, seriously, stop saying that. And then she's like, I never said that. I I know you're not going to be straight. And I was like, you're so full of shit, man. My brother ain't lying. You just so wish I would be straight. I don't know why. I'll tell you, though, when, when, you, when, you, when you get dolled up, like when you put the lipstick on and the hair, you're, you're a very attractive woman. You're attractive in general, but you actually, like, I can see, like, you, you're, you've got a hot thing going. Your beautiful face, Tanya, just so you know. Well, I try not to show that, that side of me because then I have to deal with guys. And Oh, is that and, what it is, really? 
situations. No, actually, I'm just really lazy. I don't like, <laughs> like these girls spend way too much time trying to get ready. I don't care about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm t- but, I, but I've seen pictures, though, of like you out at the club with your lipstick on and shit. I'm like, damn, Tanya, when she puts makeup on, she's, 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 she's a beast. Yeah, they get me in dresses every once in a while, and then I end up getting kicked out because my dress is always above my boobs, and I'm like, listen, this is advertising. See these panties right here? That's a logo from my sponsor, and I'm trying to advertise. Nice. <laughs> That's so funny, man. Uh, I'm you're, horrible. No, you're not. You're, you're, I told Shannon, I go, you are missing the boat with your champion. I go, your champion should have her own reality show. She's this <laughs> tough ass girl. She she works construction during the day. You got the belt in the back seat, a forty in the in the left hand, a Russian model in the fucking passenger seat. You're just like this, and but you got a heart of gold. People don't like people don't know this, but like CB the intern said, he saw you at the hotel and you were like walking. CB walking around and you go, you get over here, and then you made every fighter fucking like sign, take pictures with him. He he was like, dude, Tanya's my new hero. Just so you know. Well, he's looking like a creeper over there in the corner, man. I was like, you're going to quit being a fucking weirdo, man. Like, he, people are going to be afraid of you. Get I'll, over here. I'll be back in two weeks, Tanya. I'll see you then. Yeah, I'm not I'm not shy around them girls. I'm like, hey, bitch, take a picture with him. Hey, you're fine. Take a picture with him. <laughs> nice. No, it was so nice. You got, you, got a, you got a huge heart. Huge heart. Now, Colleen looked really good in her last fight against Raquel. Were you impressed with her performance? Uh, you know, I, I think that... Um, like most people, I, I think a lot of these girls get over pumped and, and I think that that's kind of what happened to Raquel. And, you know, I, I see him not training the right way and, and man, I'm training to be a fighter. I'm not training to be a boxer. I'm not training to be a grappler. I'm training to be a fighter. So I think that's just a difference in me and, and all these girls when I'm fighting. So, you know, I, obviously I think I underestimated uh, her beating Raquel, but I just think that the hype behind Raquel was just so big and uh, I'd been wanting to fight her for so long. I mean, she's, said something a long years and years ago about whooping my ass and I tweeted her back and I'm like, on my worst day, you wouldn't whoop my ass. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's kind of, it's kind of been like a, I don't know if it's been bad blood. I don't have nothing against her, but, uh, she, she's been hitting head too many times. Think she's going to whoop my ass. So, uh, you know, I, I just was kind of hyped, hyped up and, and ready for that fight. And, uh, you know, I, I was looking for that win, but you know, it doesn't matter. I don't care. As long as these girls keep stepping up and fighting me, as long as they keep having more girls to put in front of me, I'm fine. Any bad blood with you and Colleen? No, no, no. I mean, uh, obviously, I have a reason to beat her. I'll, I'll talk that shit after I win. But, uh, yeah, you know, I don't like to get in too much into talking shit about my opponent beforehand in case I lose, and that would be real embarrassing. <laughs> right. Real right, right. embarrassing. Now, what do you think of Cyborg <laughs> fighting Leslie Smith? Uh, I think that's a, just another give me. Come on, man. I don't I don't think that um, – I think – you know, uh, she did she did decent in, in Invicta, but I don't think uh, Smith did much. You know, she didn't she wasn't champion at thirty five and definitely wasn't champion at twenty five. So I think that uh, stylistically, this is the perfect fight for her, and and obviously she's going to get a payday. But um, I don't know. I think it's a get another gimme fight. Cyborg hasn't fought anybody tough. Come on, she yeah. doesn't get tough fights. Now, did you say you were willing to fight Cyborg? Yeah, yeah, for the right money for UFC money. She UFC's paying her; they better pay me. Right, no, absolutely. I mean, it's a super fight, you know, so I'm not going to make freaking uh, 10 grand while she's making 120. Like, suck my dick. <laughs> yeah, no, I, t- I totally understand. Uh, now, th- who do you think wins? Uh, there's a good fight between Sarah McMahon and Jessica I. Who do you like in that fight? Um, I, I, like, Je- I like Jessica. I think uh, 
Sarah's another one that's been kind of hyped up and, and ran off her uh, Olympic wrestling crap. And I think that, um, you know, that's all good and dandy, but, you know, it doesn't doesn't win fights. And obviously it showed, and she has lost to girls that, or had great, hard, tough-ass fights against girls that she should and would dominate in wrestling. But, I mean, this ain't wrestling, man. So these girls are getting up, and they're, they're countering, and they're better in hands and stuff. And I think that that's all I need to do is just, Defend, defend that takedown and get back up. Tate versus Nunez. Who wins this fight? Oh, definitely Tate. Nunez couldn't even make it three rounds in her last fight. Come on. Yeah, no, I, I think Nunez has, Nunez has. She has. She has one round to finish her, and then if that doesn't happen, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Yeah, yeah, she's gonna grind her out. If I think she'll she'll be too comfortable on the ground with Tate, and and Tate's gonna grind her out. So when do you come to L.A. On the fourth. On the fourth. What, what day is that? Wednesday. Uh, a Wednesday. Wednesday. Uh, yeah. You, you want to come to uh, come to the studio Thursday, or are you going to be too tied up? Um, I'm. I probably come on Thursday if it, I get I get my schedule on Wednesday. I'll probably be one of the later uh, pictures and interviews and all that kind of stuff. So, well, we would, probably come. That was earlier. that was the most fun uh, we've ever had uh, in a podcast. You were so hilarious. <laughs> you have no idea. You have no idea how big of a fan I am and how how awesome I think you are. If I if I had a son, I want him just like you. Um, <laughs> So, uh, no. well, I would be the perfect son. <laughs> You'd be the perfect until son I, until I would turn 10 and then my baby starts showing up. And you'd be like, damn it. <laughs> perfect son and perfect daughter. You're, it's you're... a chick. It's a chick. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you no, you're, you're not doing construction anymore, right? You're full-time training. Uh, no, no. I mean, I have been full-time training, but I just got done with the job a, a couple or less a week ago, a week and a half ago. But, uh, you know, I got to do what I got to do, pay the bills. So, uh, take jobs and, and do them and, you know, maybe one day I'll get these sponsors that all these other guys have and, you know, I get to just be a full-time fighter. Well, sponsors, if you're out there, sponsor the champ, okay? She works her fucking ass off and, and she's a great girl and she's a, she's a sweetheart too. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe we can get some kind of like two-way dildo sponsors or something. That'd be hilarious. You get some that kind would of... Be, that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, that would be real amazing. I, I prefer the ones that are like the forearm with the fist on the end. You know, I like the big giant ones for, not for me, you know, just, just, <laughs> just to have in my house for, for decorations and stuff. Of course, of course, of course. <laughs> Tanya, there was actually a rumor going around, speaking of dildos, that you kidnap me to polish your vibrators. Well, that wasn't a rumor, but... <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, Tanya. Can't we? Never got that rubber shiny. <laughs> I'll tell you what. He probably burped. He probably burped rubber for a week after he seen me. I, you guys I, didn't even notice. One hundred percent. Fucking weirdo. Listen, uh, I, I'm going to beat your fight. I can't wait for your fight. Uh, thank you for being you. And uh, let me know when you're in town. All right, for sure. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. All right, that was Tanya Evinger. Uh, she's such a sweetheart. Such a hilarious chick, too. So Most psychotic sweetheart ever. Oh, but I love her. I lo every interview with her, every question, you're just sitting there like, you have no idea what she's going to say to of anything, course. and you're you just cannot. on the edge of your seat. It's you, awesome. You cannot love that chick. I mean, it's impossible. And there's no reason why she should be doing construction working right now. Absolutely she's a fucking not. champion. Champion of the world. She's ranked number nine in the world, people. Nine in the world. Nine in the world. What do you think of that 125 drop? I I don't I, I don't I, I don't know if if I mean she's she's a big girl. I don't know if she can make one. One twenty five is little. I don't know why she wouldn't just. I, honestly, I want to see her in the UFC. I think she presents a challenge to everybody in the UFC. Is this is this her first drop to one twenty five? Well, no, this fight's not one twenty five. This fight's one thirty five. 
Uh, she's defending her belt, but she said after that she wants to go to 125. Yeah. I'm like, that's uh, stay at 135. There's so big, many. She good... does have a big belly, kind of like not uh, like big, but she has a little bit. She but definitely you never know if that's gonna if the cut's gonna work. But in terms of staying at 135, there's so many good but matchups she, but in she's, the UFC. She's, her boxing's gotten better. It got great wrestling, great grappling. That's what I'm saying. The matchups I mean, in the UFC are endless. She's won seven fights in a row at 135. If it ain't broken, don't fix it. That's my motto. Yeah. Tell me you wouldn't want to see her in the UFC against like Misha Tate or I think Holly Holm. I think she does good against. Oh, well, I, I think she does do great very against well. these girls. I really I think do. She do very well. Ground and pound the fuck out of them. I that was <laughs> <laughs> all right. Listen, uh, Tyler, what do you got coming up? Uh, I'm at the Haha ha Wednesday night for workout Wednesdays this weekend. Um, I'll be local, just trying to pick stuff up. Um, and. Yeah, I'm not too much going on this week. Gotcha. Uh, tomorrow night on Oxygen. Okay, watch my show, Living with Funny. I'm all over it. I know I wasn't on last week, but this week, okay, uh, I'm on it all. I'm on it a lot. It's really funny. I trained Brandon T. Jackson in MMA, uh, and then I'll be at the Dime Bar Tuesday nights. Wednesday night I'm in Colton, uh, and then what do I got? I don't know. I'm, I got a bunch of stuff coming up. Uh, but if you're also in, uh, if you're in Vegas. Uh, on Fight International Fight Week, I'm at the Stratosphere the Fight Week. My whole calendar is on AdamHunter.com. AdamHunter.com. CB, anything coming up? CB? Nope. Awesome. You better, you better be right. training to defend that belt. Yes, I'm coming for it. <laughs> wow. Tra- training, wants- training. What? I don't know. We got to figure out something. Uh, Jiu-jitsu match? Uh, I don't know. Push-up contest. Uh, uh, weight cut. <laughs> Uh, weight cut. I want to. I want to do a. I want to have all of us at the in the crew here try to do like a like a fight weight cut. See who could cut the most weight. Uh, I'm down for that. Yeah. Listen. Uh, or like best predictions on a fight night. No, yeah, I, we, I like the weight cut. I need to lose weight. Uh, I'm, I'm not cutting because it'll. I'm. I have a stomach condition. So you've already lost the belt. All right, Tyler's a new champion. Tyler has the belt based. <laughs> Thanks, on Adam. You, I could <laughs> die from cutting weight, and you're just like, "Hey, it's funny." All right, you, you got the belt. You think of a challenge, and uh, yeah. All right, listen. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors, D Cipher. Do you feel like you need to make change in your life? I know I do. Okay, wake up and take back control. Download D Cipher Life. D I hyphen Cipher Life. Available on iTunes, Amazon, or Google Play, or at decipher.com. Also, they do life coaching, contract negotiations, okay, all kinds of stuff. Great stuff. They're great people. Call them at 1-888-731-COACH or 1-888-731-2622. Use the code ROASTED. Also, tip a fighter. Listen, we just talked to a fighter who's the champ and we're still doing construction last week, okay? Tipafighter.com. Tipafighter.com. Let's get these fighters paid more, okay? That way they're happier and they can spend more time training, and less time worrying about paying rent. Tipafighter.com. Thank you to Tanya Evinger, the champ. Uh, you're the best. Bye-bye.